0: welcome to today's edition of the clay travis and buck sexton show
1: podcast
2: welcome in clay travis buck sexton show friday edition of the program appreciate all of you hanging out with us buck is out on the range today taking uh part in hopefully will be a really uh really fun day for he and the crew um and I am in here solo with you. Appreciate all of you spending your Friday with us on what is, let's be honest, a jam packed day for news. So much for us to discuss, so much for us to put into context, a ton of stories. Going to give you the phone number, 800 282 2882, letting you know where we're headed. The Twitter files. A second edition of them was dropped last night. I think it is even more of a bombshell story than the first New York Post Hunter Biden story. I'm going to explain why all of this matters, where we are headed, what I think should occur as a result of this staggering news break that happened last night. Also, Arizona Senator Kirsten Cinema has flipped to an independent and left the Democrat Party. Now... She still is going to be caucusing in many ways with the Democrats, but that 51-49 advantage for Democrats really kind of back to 50-50 and spinning this story forward, it puts, I believe, even more pressure on Joe Manchin, Democrat senator from West Virginia who is up for re-election in 2024 to make a calculated decision for his political future. Is he going to retire Or is he going to flip as well to an independent or maybe even to a Republican that could change the control of the United States Senate? Brittany Griner has landed back in Texas. There are reports now that the Biden administration had to make a choice between whether Paul Whalen, who had been in prison for four years and claims he's never done anything wrong, a former United States Marine should be returned, or whether Brittany Griner should be returned. They are mocking the United States in Russia because Brittany Griner, they say, was selected over uh, Paul Whelan. NBC News came out with a report saying that's the exact choice that the Biden administration confronted. They then edited their story, and there's also a lot of discussion about whether Saudi Arabia was involved and whether the Biden administration in order to get Saudi Arabia involved in these negotiations with Russia might have been willing to give immunity to Mohammed bin Salman over the murder of Jamal Khashoggi which has been uh, reportedly undertaken by Saudi government so, so many different stories, I'm sure there are many more things that we will get into as well but I want to start with the Twitter files that were dropped last night so And I understand this can be a little bit confusing, particularly if you are not on Twitter. So let me put the whole picture available for you to start. So Elon Musk bought Twitter for $44 billion. As a part of that process, Elon Musk has said, I believe we need to shine a bright light, bring some sunshine to everything surrounding what happened with Twitter over all of the controversies in the past decade or so. So they are, they have committed, Elon Musk and the new team at Twitter has committed that they are going to release all of these documents, that they are going to let us see for ourselves what actually took place in these stories. And so the first thing that they're doing, the very first document release was about the New York Post and how was it that the Hunter Biden story, the laptop, ended up getting censored, was not widely distributed. How was that decision made? All of those documents that were still in existence were shared uh, by uh, journalist Matt Tiabi, uh, and you had an opportunity to check out all of that. Last night, a second document dropped. And let me just say, the New York Post story was important because it demonstrated a clear and calculated attempt, in my opinion, to influence the outcome of the 2020 election. It pretty clearly demonstrated I believe that the 2020 election was rigged between big tech and the Biden campaign. And the part of that story that I believe is the most compelling is the reports that the FBI was staging weekly meetings with the big tech companies to allow all of these conversations uh, to take place and then set in place the presumption because remember the FBI had Rudy Giuliani under surveillance they knew that he had this laptop and that he was sh- uh, shopping it to a variety of different media outlets. They knew that this New York Post story was coming, so they went and seeded the doubt in big tech companies that this was Russian collusion, even though they, the FBI themselves had been in possession of this laptop since December of 2019. So the first release of the Twitter files, I think, demonstrated quite clearly a political Uh, crime that was as big as anything since Watergate, and I think quite a lot bigger, okay? That was the first release. I was completely blown away by the second release, which is what happened last night. What they released last night is definitive evidence that Twitter and top left-wing Twitter executives were intentionally altering all of the conversations that were taking place on Twitter, that people who were conservative in nature were being effectively blacklisted, hidden from search results. They laid out specifically all of these different accounts. What I would call on for Elon Musk is to make all of the public super popular accounts, make all of what Twitter did to those accounts public. And Buck and I told you this as soon as news came down that Elon Musk was going to buy Twitter, all of a sudden our Twitter accounts were on fire. We're adding thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of new followers. That was a pretty good sign that they were trying to burn the evidence of what they had done inside of Twitter to try to avoid consequences for their behavior. So we knew all of the evidence was out there to suggest circumstantially what was going on in terms of the rig job inside of Twitter. But what is now going on is we are seeing the actual receipts. Now the concrete evidence is coming in and there is no way to dispute that Twitter was engaged in the greatest threat to our democracy in any of our lives by rigging things in favor of far left-wing political ideals. That's the truth. This is indisputable. So what needs to happen now? And I'm going to open up the phones and let you guys call in throughout this show because a lot of these topics that we're going to be discussing are somewhat complicated and I understand that a lot of you are not as active on the tech platforms. So first of all, remember, we're just getting a window into Twitter standing alone. And there's still Instagram, Google, YouTube, Facebook, all of these other, certainly TikTok, which is owned by the Chinese, but all of these other big tech platforms. Elon Musk is effectively letting us see behind the curtain how the Twitter app, how the Twitter business was run, and all the rigging that was going on. But it's not just Twitter. We just have optics on Twitter because the other big tech companies are more firmly aligned to left-wing politics, and they don't want to tell on themselves. So, remember, what we're seeing from Twitter is also, there's strong evidence, because we know the FBI was briefing all these other tech companies, we know these tech companies are filled with far left-wing zealots, very strong evidence that the exact same malfeasance that we are seeing from inside of Twitter is actually occurring at Facebook, at YouTube, at Google, at Instagram, and certainly at TikTok, all of these places that are wildly influential. And if you're not on social media or you're not very active on social media, I understand that most Americans are and certainly your kids and grandkids are. So if you have been thinking for the past several years, and I know I have, what in the world has gone on in this country that everything has gone completely insane. This, this is what was going on. A handful of far left-wing activists conspired to rig our national political discourse and make people like you and me seem like we didn't exist. And people in media take so much of their lead off of what trending topics are on Twitter and what the responses are on Twitter, and frankly, what follower counts exist on Twitter, that they were leaving and using this artificially distorted reality. They were allowing that to be a representative example of the larger American marketplace. And I will just use as an example here of how this distortion has occurred. Barack Obama got elected in 2008 before social media existed, really. These companies were in their emphases. They didn't really have a strong impact. Do you know or remember what Barack Obama's 2008 campaign was like? You're going to be stunned. It was like Ronald Reagan's 1980 campaign. It was like Bill Clinton's 1992 campaign. Yes, those guys were Uh, Clinton was a Democrat and Obama was a Democrat, but they were running effectively on the sunny side of the mountain. They ran the 1980 Ronald Reagan presidential campaign. And if you're out there and you're thinking now, remember Obama's entire 2008 campaign was America is so amazing that a biracial kid from Hawaii who grew up without his dad can become the president of the United States, even with a name like Obama. And people absolutely loved that campaign. Compare that campaign with the campaign that Joe Biden just ran in 2020, where he said America's an awful racist place. America is filled, Hillary Clinton, 2016, with deplorables. That you and me, if we supported Donald Trump, were evil and racist and we were a part of Jim Crow 2.0. Think about what that transition represents. From 2008, even if you don't like Obama at all, Ronald Reagan-like campaign about how amazing America is to 2020, America is a white supremacy-laden, awful place. And a lot of you are looking around saying, well, wait, it's just been 12 years How did we ever get to these campaigns? How did the Hillary 2016 campaign ever arise? How did, frankly, Donald Trump's campaign of making America great again ever need to arise? Because in 2008, Obama ran on America's the greatest country that's ever existed in the history of the world. This place is amazing. And I'm an epitomization of that incredible nature of our country. I think it was because social media, starting in 2008, artificially rigged the game to convince lots of Americans through viral videos that were not representative of what was really going on in the country that this was truly an awful place. And that America, 1619 Project, everything fell directly in connection with this big tech collusion. They sold a monstrous lie that undercut the very legitimacy of this country as the greatest place in the history of the world and the freest place in the history of the world. And that is why we need severe consequences. And I'm going to tell you what those consequences need to be in the next segment. You can also load up the lines 800 282 2882. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we are rolling through with tons of big news stories out there. Going to try to educate and entertain you a little bit as we do every single day for three hours. But I also want to tell you are you looking around right now? At some of the people who are running Twitter. Have you seen these dudes? They are the definition of beta males. I don't know that they have an ounce of testosterone in their entire bodies. They are running around terrified that if people say mean things online, that they're going to hurt feelings. And hurt feelings is the equivalent to them of broken bones. And you just can't allow that. This is what the beta male does. This is what the lack of testosterone in our country leads to. It leads to the Biden White House. It leads to... A Biden White House getting taken advantage of by Vladimir Putin and just bending over and taking it and giving up the merchant of death in exchange for a WNBA player? It's the worst trade of all time. Bill O'Brien out there pulling the strings on this trade? Sorry, Houston Texans fans. Well, my guy here at Chalk, he's a Texan. Seventh-generation Texan. We love testosterone. If you want to feel better, you want to have more vim, vigor, vitality, if you want to get back to... Feeling like you are on top of the world. Testosterone. Elon Musk said it the other day. It's a pretty great thing. And we got way too little of it in America right now. Well, you can get hooked up right now if you go to our friends at Chalk. C-H-O-Q. You can find them online right there. That's Chalk. C-H-O-Q.com. And right now, if you use my name, that's Clay. C-L-A-Y. You can get 35% off any Chalk subscription for life. Chalk.com. C-H-O-Q. My name, Clay. For 35% off. You want to have testosterone in your life. Maybe you want to send it to the Biden White House and say, hey, guys, start taking this. Certainly, everybody who got fired at Twitter, beta males, they could use some testosterone as well. 35% off for life. Put some manhood back in this country with chalk. CHOQ.com. My name, Clay.
4: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back in, Clay Travis Buck Sexton
2: Show. World Cup is going on. I should mention, and if you're a Brazilian listening right now, I'm sorry. The mighty Croatian team. Has eliminated the Brazilians who were the favorites to win the World Cup on penalty kicks. Out of nowhere. Congratulations to Croatia. Luka Doncic somewhere. I would imagine. Broad smile on his face. Croatia small country dominant in sports. Uh, There is your World Cup update. Monster upset. So, uh, Clay Travis, I'm in. Uh, Buck Sexton is out for the day. He'll be back on Monday. We'll be back together. Uh, rolling as a duo into the holiday season. So he is on the range today and uh, having a good time with his brother's family. Um, and uh, he'll be back on Monday. So just had a great call. Uh, if you didn't miss, if you missed the first hour, I'd encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. Talking about the impact of the Twitter files, the second release. And I believe that Elon Musk is essentially providing concrete Data, concrete evidence of crimes that have been committed, executives, and I still think this is massively important FBI officials who have conspired alongside of Twitter and maybe possibly the Biden administration as well. Because remember, it wasn't very long ago that the Biden administration felt so confident in their control over big tech. We talked about it on this show that Jen Psaki at a White House briefing bragged about the fact that they were regularly flagging information that they wanted to be censored by the big tech companies and sharing it with them. And remember, we had Alex Berenson on to discuss that in particular. Elon Musk so far has not released any real information about the Biden administration. We've only heard about the Biden campaign. Since Biden got into the White House, that relationship with Twitter has gotten even more, I would imagine, extensive, commingled, and collusive than it was when he was a candidate for office. So those revelations are still to come. But Brian, instructor driver out in Kansas, call we took to end the hour, he asked a really good question. And actually, it's a perfect segue for what I wanted to talk about. So I'm writing a book presently. I believe it's going to be out in September. Uh, and it, it the, the concept of the book is How do Republicans win a landslide election in 2024? Because if you've heard me talking on this show, I don't want to be up at 3 a.m. waiting to see whether there's going to be a leak in Fulton County in Atlanta or Milwaukee's going to roll in with a bunch of ballots that nobody expected and suddenly Pennsylvania's got the largest mail-in tally that's ever existed Arizona, voting machines in Maricopa County don't work again. I don't want to have to deal with that, right? I want a landslide. I want by 10 o'clock Eastern time, basically, I want to be well on my way to being drunk, smoking a cigar. I want to be celebrating. How do you get a landslide? Well, one way you get a landslide is, you guys know I'm a history nerd. Buck's a history nerd too. It's one reason we have so much fun sometimes nerding out. I'm a media history nerd. What I mean by that is when I've run an outkick over the last decade, I've spent a lot of time reading about media historically in this country in particular. And one of the things that you recognize is how business models shifting can alter the way in which media consumption occurs. And let me just give you a quick rundown back in the day. Back in the late 1700s, back in the 1800s, newspapers were wildly partisan. Newspapers defended a political candidate. They would attack another one. You think our politics are rough now? Go read what they said about Andrew Jackson. Go read what they said about Abraham Lincoln. Two guys that typically most people say are two of the best presidents we've had. They got absolutely eviscerated in the media of their age. Dishonest, unfair, incredibly partisan attacks because each political party basically had their own propaganda piece, their voice. Then something interesting happened. And this is where journalists aren't honest when they talk about it. Do you know why unbiased and bipartisan and... Uh, straight down the middle the concept of that news came from came because think about it from a business imperative if you were the Whig newspaper back in the day you only got to sell your newspaper to the Whigs and what percentage of the Whig population out there WHIG by the way for you who aren't big time history nerds like me what percentage of the voters could even read back then It's a tiny percentage right so the newspaper, purely from a business perspective, is essentially a method to deliver advertisements to readers, right? Advertisements to readers, they don't make very much money typically off direct sales. It's really, as the, as the business model evolved, an opportunity to put advertisements in front of your eyeballs. And... It's interesting, if you want to know, the most wildly profitable part of newspapers was actually the classified ads. So back in the day, if you bought like a a puppy or a used car or were trying to find a place to rent, the classified ads, they charged you by every line, by every word, and they made money hand over fist. And then Craigslist came along, and that's the evolution of the business, which I'm going to get to in a minute. But the New York Times was one of the first newspapers to say, hey, all the news that fit to print, we're going to just cover everything from a neutral perspective. We're going and and then later they were like, oh, journalism is about telling the truth. And no, no, it was a business imperative because suddenly they were able to sell their newspaper to everybody in the city, whether you were a Whig, whether you were Democrat, whether you were Republican Oh, this is the newspaper of record in the city. It's not partisan, and therefore it speaks to everybody. And then what happened? Radio came along, right? You're listening to me on the radio right now, but imagine how revolutionary it would have been to listen to me on the radio in the 1930s when suddenly all over the nation we had this popular culture that suddenly emerged where everybody could gather around the radio. What do they do with radio? Politicians were nervous about people on radio being involved in political campaigns. So they basically said no strong partisanship on the radio because it's government airwaves. They did the same thing when they came out with television, right? The news has to be even-handed. And that from like 1930 to around 1985, many of us out there in our formative years, we had broad-based programming designed to appeal to everybody, right? Cosby Show. Everybody would sit around and watch the Cosby Show, and if you were six years old or you were 80-year-olds, you'd watch sitcoms, right? Who's the Boss? Growing Pains. Whatever you grew up, Full House. Whatever you grew up watching, that was universal appeal. Then cable came along, and it started to create niches. Well, Fox News is recognizing, well, we don't have the whole... I mean, Look, Fox News is dominating MSNBC and CNN, but they have an attitude, right? They have a slant. Cable was all about serving niche audiences. ESPN for uh, sports. CNN back in the day used to be trying to serve everybody for news, right? If you remember the early days of cable. Newspapers. Internet arises. Mentioned Craigslist starts to destroy their business. So what they they decided they needed to do was become subscription-based models. And so Brian's question is a really good one. Why are the New York Times and the Washington Post so incredibly biased now? Even in past years, they were nothing like they are now. They were not default wings of the Democrat Party. I'll tell you, because the business collapsed to appeal to large audiences. That circulation business collapsed with the Internet. And instead of selling advertisements designed to appeal to the largest possible audience... The new business imperative became we have to get subscribers digitally. And if you look at the numbers, the New York Times and the Washington Post overwhelmingly have left-wing subscribers. And here's an analogy for you that comes from the world of sports. I don't know how many of you are big sports fans. The most successful online business for sports so far, outside of gambling, outside of like fan apparel, message boards individual team message boards that cover one team but they do it from a partisan perspective because if you're an Auburn fan or you're a Michigan fan or you're a UCLA fan or whoever you are you don't want to be buying information paying for it around ten dollars a month and hearing that your team sucks and the other team is awesome from the people that you're paying for doesn't get talked about enough but the business imperative for the New York Times and the Washington Post, because they now are a subscriber-based newspaper, demands that they effectively cover their side as the good guys, just like they do on these sports message boards, and the other side as the bad guy. They aren't in the business. Literally, they are not in the business anymore of telling you the truth. They're in the business of telling left-wingers, what they want to hear and this is why even on the editorial page remember the 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 blow up when tom cotton senator from arkansas wrote an editorial and said hey we should call out the national guard to quell all these riots that are going on they fired the editorial page head for allowing that opinion to be shared in the new york times it wasn't acceptable to have a divergent opinion barry weiss who's breaking down all these stories now for Elon Musk. They effectively kicked her out of the New York Times because her opinions were not left-wing enough. And the challenge here, and I want all of you to think about this, is it becomes a self-fulfilling cycle. Because if your business is based on left-wingers being happy, it keeps driving you more left-wing because that's how you sign up more subscribers. So if you're wondering, why isn't the New York Times or the Washington Post even covering these Twitter releases? It's because that upsets their base. That upsets and destroys potentially their business. And this is the story that I've been telling you for a while, but I think it's such an interesting way to look at it. Did the New York Times or the Washington Post ever make a mistake on Donald Trump that made him sound better than he was? Did they ever have a story like, hey, Donald Trump was out walking along the Potomac River and he saw five puppies that had been thrown into the river and he waited out and he saved them. And then it later comes out that it's not true. Every single story that was proven to be untrue about Donald Trump was negative. If you were just incompetent in your reporting, sometimes you would report things that are positive that ended up being incorrect too. Because nobody's perfect. Every inaccurate article had the same slant. It was biased against Trump. That's not an accident. It's a business imperative. And I don't think enough people who are Republicans have realized this this is why I get frustrated when people are like, oh, I wonder what the New York Times is going to say. The Mitt Romneys and the Republican Party, they're never going to say anything nice about you. You could be Jesus incarnate. And if you were a Republican, the New York Times would find fault with you. They would ridicule you because that's the business they're in. So that's a roundabout answer to Brian from Kansas's question. Why is the market this way? Because in particular, the New York Times and the Washington Post aren't in the business of journalism. They're in the business of propaganda, of telling their left-wing subscribers what they want to know. Donald Trump is Hitler. You are right. You are good. And everyone who disagrees with you is a Nazi. That's their business. It really is. Now, what about ABC, CBS, uh, CBS, and NBC? talk about that in a minute but by the way that's also the msnbc and cnn business model uh to a lesser degree but i'll tell you about the big broadcast networks when we come back but first only a few days left to order the Tuttle twins books before the shipping deadline if you want to have them before christmas just two weekends away books that do so much more than entertain kids with great reading material they open up interesting discussions my own kids have got them in the house my eight-year-old who's like dad this is a really interesting book i said yeah of course nash Do you think i would lead you astray well He's not necessarily convinced that dad always gives him the books that he should be reading, but he's impressed and he likes them. And chances are your kids, your grandkids, your nieces, your nephews, the kids in your family and friendship circles will also like them, especially if you're looking for a gift that actually entertains and educates at the same time. You can go to TuttleRadio.com right now to get these life-changing books for all the kids in your life. You need to get your order in soon, though, because you need to beat the holiday shipping deadline. TuttleRadio.com, if you haven't already been, great gift idea. Hey, it's December 9th. I know there's a lot of guys out there, because I'm one of them. You're looking around, you're like, wait a minute, it's almost Christmas? Women in your lives, they've been planning for Christmas, buying gifts since October. You're looking around, you have no idea what you're doing. Surprise your family. Make a move to TuttleRadio.com today. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, final hour of the week. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast as we come up on the holidays. You don't know maybe where you're gonna be for Christmas. Gonna be friends, family, maybe you need a little bit of an escape. It can be a bit overwhelming. Boom, Clay and Buck Podcast, plus our special Sunday edition. If you're super busy and you just want to kind of get an overview of some of the topics that we've discussed, fun hangout discussion. You can dive into that show uh, as well. And also, looking at you right now, the Clay and Buck VIP subscribers. Emails continue to pour in. Really impressed with the quality of the email. You can watch a video version of the show. You can reach out directly to the program. Have access to lots of VIP specials. Clayandbuck.com. Boom, you can hook up everything there. All right. We are talking about a lot of different topics out there. Uh, Twitter files, second version of these files dropping, started off the show talking about them. I'll continue to discuss why that matters. Kirsten Cinema has flipped to an independent. What does that mean about what Joe Manchin might decide to do as well? Giving a body blow in some degree to the idea that Joe Biden has a majority in the Senate. Brittany Griner, I'll talk a little bit more about this. She has returned to Texas. We've left Paul we- Whalen uh, the Marine, behind. And we've been talking about bias in the media that is uncovered based on the censorship and the significance of that censorship. Uh, you might have seen me last night talking with Sean Hannity on his Fox News show, fired up about it uh, alongside of Stephen Miller. I am arguing that we need primetime hearings that could eventually lead to criminal charges and we have a new head of the Department of Justice. But... The lies. It's important to note how often you and me and many of us out there are labeled conspiracy theorist, right-wing conspiracy theorist. Do you remember it wasn't very long ago when the USA Today in an editorial called me a right-wing extremist? Do you know why they called me a right-wing extremist? Because I questioned and covered aggressively the allegation that there had been a racial slur hurled at a BYU volleyball match against a Duke female player. It was 100% a lie. It was a made-up racism hoax like Jussie Smollett. They called me a right-wing extremist for simply reporting the truth through OutKick and on these airwaves, and speaking honestly with all of you. Emails rolling in about a lot of the topics that we have discussed so far today. And Al sends, uh, uh, I think it was Al, hold on, let me make sure. No, Mike, Al also sent a, uh, and I'll read his too. Al said, interesting discussion on the New York Times. Where does a true journalist go to seek employment these days? The New York Times is not practicing true journalism. It's a great question. Let's say that you are a kid out there today and you're listening to me and you are 16 or 17 years old, maybe you're 19 or 20 and majoring in journalism in a college. Side note, you don't really need to major in journalism. I'm just going to put it out there. I mean, this is not uh, electrical engineering, right? It's not that hard to figure out journalism. I've never had a journalism course in my entire life, and I founded and ran one of the biggest sports media companies on the internet, and we're pretty good at getting the truth out there thanks to the staff that we have put together. But I don't think anybody that works at OutKick majored in journalism. It's just not that complicated of a major. Major in something else. Focus on being able to write well being able to speak well, being able to communicate efficiently and effectively, those are important uh, tools to have, but the actual journalism degree isn't that great. You know, I, I would say go to Fox News. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I am fortunate that I work at Fox now, and in my entire life as a media personality, no one has ever told me, You can't talk about this. Never happened. I'm not not kidding with any of you. And I'm not sure I would listen anyway. And maybe they recognize that. They don't want to try to create a, a stir by telling me what to and not to talk about. But in my entire career of doing 15 hours of radio for as long as I've been doing it, no one has ever told me, hey, you need to talk about this. And you can't talk about that. So I'm super impressed with the company that Rupert Murdoch has built. So I think the New York Post does really good work. We do really good work at Outkick. Uh, we do. I love the Wall Street Journal. I think the Wall Street Journal is the best newspaper in the world right now. It's the most fearless, most interesting. I would aspire, if I were a kid right now, 17 or 18 years old, and I wanted to work in a major news outlet, and I wanted it to be a you know, super high-end, right? Because, look, at OutKick every now and then we're going to have stories about, about, you know, uh, Croatian uh, bikini models who are big fans of the Croatia team. Spoiler alert, who just beat Brazil. And then we might also analyze lies that are going on in the media, but we're going to cover a wide variety, right? Like, I don't anticipate that I'm going to open the Wall Street Journal Saturday edition and there's going to be a photo spread of, uh, of a you know, hot Croatian uh, bikini model who roots for Croatia or dates the striker or whatever it is. We might do that at Outkick. So, and, and the New York Post certainly would do it too. I don't think Fox News would do it.com, but, uh, but they probably look at the site traffic and think for a minute maybe we should do it. Because, by the way, everybody clicks on those stories and they're fun and they're not serious. But if you wanted to be a serious, what I've always said, a big J journalist, uh, I think the Wall Street Journal would be the place that I would, uh, that I would aspire to work if I were a 16, 17-year-old kid and I wanted to make a big difference, but I wanted to be honest and transparent. I think the Wall Street Journal is the best newspaper in America. So that's that answer uh, for Al's question. Mike, who I was initially intending to read the email, you nicely explain the bias at the New York Times, but this doesn't explain why 97% of publications are liberal. Most people who go into journalism... Are left wing. That that that's the easy answer. Like this idea of oh, I'm I'm an unbiased, non-partisan journal. They all vote Democrat, and there are a lot of reasons why that could be the case, or at least they pretend to vote Democrat. The overall cultures of these places are left leaning, and uh, I think, frankly, they're afraid of uh, of of alienating a lot of these big advertisers, and. The advertising industry, as I told you earlier, I think is right now the wokest industry in all of America. So if you are trying to make sure that you sell an advertising package for Apple or Amazon or Google, you have to be, by and large, super woke. I mean, just look, I love all the advertisers that we have on this program. We don't have a car company that advertises on this program nationwide. I mean, just think about that for a minute. This is the biggest radio show in the country. There are millions of you listening every single day, and no car company will advertise on our show. You guys all drive cars, right? You guys are all out there driving around in cars. They're afraid because the advertising industry is so woke to be on our show. Think about how crazy that is. No airline advertises on this show. A lot of you are going to be getting on airplanes flying all over the country for Christmas to go visit friends and family. No airline will advertise on this show. A lot of you go out and shop Walmart, Costco, Target. No convenience store will advertise on this show. Think about how crazy that is. Just think for a minute. They'll all advertise on Super Woke Inc., Right? You go listen to those shows. All of the big brands will advertise on far left-wing propaganda podcasts. Nobody even listens to left-wing radio shows, by and large. Brands fall all over themselves to spend money there. I mean, just think about it for a minute. You may have noticed it. I, in my entire life, have never done a car ad on a national show. A car <laughs> Like, would you be like, hey, you know what? Industry is super political now. Cars. They won't buy ads on the show. So when you say like, hey, why are ABC, NBC, and CBS so reflexively left wing in their coverage? They won't cover this Twitter stuff. Well, they got a lot of RAV4s to sell. It's crazy. Think about that. A car and an airline won't advertise here. I don't think we have right now a life insurance company. Am I, like, Buck and I are so crazy scary that a life insurance company won't advertise with us? Again, it's not talked about because a lot of people are afraid of upsetting advertising companies. But this is crazy. I mean, we have the biggest audience in the country on radio, and we don't have a car, and we don't have a plane, and, and we don't have a life insurance company. I'm talking about national. Now, lots of local ads will run during the show that may be for different dealerships, for cars, for instance. I do some local car dealership ads. I appreciate the guys who are willing to put their brands with us in all these different local markets. But if like you were a truck company, wouldn't you want to reach this audience? I mean, it seems like a no-brainer to me. But they are so reflexively left-wing in the advertising agencies, and this is one of those areas where the woke universe has had an impact. They have terrified advertisers that if you appear on a show like this, that the car company is somehow going to be in trouble. Even though, I mean, again, many of you are listening to us in cars right now. And I would bet that if a car company ever got the balls to actually advertise here, I bet we'd sell a lot of cars. I don't think Elon Musk advertises Tesla I bet we'd sell a ton of Teslas on here if Elon Musk was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to just decide to start advertising with Clay and Buck. I bet we would sell these things hand over fist. You guys are a loyal audience. Got money to spend. It's crazy to me. But that's one of the reasons that's at play. Now, uh, let me play this clip, and then when we come back, I will react to it. This is Jack Dorsey, who is the former CEO of Twitter, Going on with Brian Stelter at CNN and saying a 100% lie that Twitter does not discriminate based on political opinions. Listen,
1: the president called you out for shadow banning. What is the truth around that idea? So I I think a
0: lot of the the statements behind the statement, the question behind the question is: Look, shadow banning is a very widely defined term. There's not one single definition. So definition that we found that seems to resonate with the most people is you know, not amplifying particular messages or if someone puts out a, a tweet, hiding that tweet from everyone without that person who tweeted it knowing about it. But the real question behind the question is are we doing something according to political ideology or viewpoints? And we are not.
2: It's all 100% a lie. It's now a proven lie based on the documents that Elon Musk is releasing. We come back I'll tell you why I think these lies are occurring and what can happen and what the significance is. Also, continue to break down all the stories of the day. And we will finish off with your calls to close out the Friday edition of the program. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us. And I want to tell you, you tired or are you tired of overpaying the woke wireless companies out there? You probably are. I was just talking about this. All the companies, AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, that you give money to, They are spending money on woke political advertisements. They are your political enemies. You know who isn't? Pure Talk. You can save today with them hundreds of dollars a year, and they have the exact same coverage as the other guys, but for half the price. Pure Talk customer service based entirely in the United States. Some of these guys with 20 years of experience with the company, and when you make the switch, you're supporting a veteran-owned business. And plus, as you make that switch... You'll make an additional 50% off your first bill. That's an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch today. Simple. It's easy. Can save you hundreds of dollars over the course of a year for you and your family. Here's how you do it. Get your cell phones. Dial pound 250. Say Clay and Buck. And the customer service team based right here in the United States will get you switched over in as little as 10 minutes. That's pound two five zero. Say Clay and Buck make the switch to Pure Talk today. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless.
1: Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Reality podcast. Rappaport's reality, the reality a of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. <laughs> out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. It, it would have been Ooh, a, it would have The been podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
2: Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Rejoice. WNBA fans across the land. Brittany Griner is officially back in Texas. If you're curious how this is playing in Russia. Russian media is ridiculing Joe Biden. And they are all saying that the Biden administration was given a choice. You can free a former Marine who has been in prison for four years in exchange for the merchant of death, Victor Boot, or, that's Paul Whalen, we will give you WNBA player, I was going to say superstar, but I thought that was too much exaggeration, WNBA player, Brittany Griner. The Biden administration picked the foot, uh, the basketball player and left the former Marine in prison, despite the fact that he's been there for four years now, and Brittany Griner had only been there for, I believe, nine or ten months since she was taken into custody in February. And I believe we have a crazy clip of our good friend Sonny Hostin, a.k.a. one of the dumbest people on the dumbest television show that airs daily in America. I believe Sonny Hostin on The View said, Brittany Griner's an example of female athletes not being paid well enough And that has to change. Listen.
3: I think it highlights why our women need to be paid their value in sports, because that's why she was over there in the first place. Mm -hmm.
2: She's overpaid. Let's just be clear about this. No one cares about the WNBA. Whatever money Brittany Griner is making is essentially a gift from the NBA to the WNBA. This idea that somebody needs to be paid their fair value, and that people are being not paid well enough because they are women is so embedded in Democrat talking points, it makes zero sense. Okay. And let me just explain like right now, Elon Musk is being criticized at Twitter because they said that he got rid of too many women inside of the company. As someone who has run a company, if women truly made 20% less than men for the same job and had the same quality of work, I would be an imbecile if I didn't fire every man and only have women work at my company, right? And it wouldn't just be me. It would be everyone who has ever run a company in America. If you told them, hey, you can eliminate 20% of all of your labor costs and the quality of work will be the exact same, All you have to do is fire every man and replace them with women. Every business in America would do it. So the basic economics, and look, I understand that Democrats don't understand by and large basic economics. The basic economics of the argument don't even make sense. And guess what? The great thing about sports is if you have talent and produce money, you get paid. Women in UFC make good salaries if they are helping to drive the overall uh, revenue for pay-per-view events. You know who I wish we talked more about being underpaid? Male models. You know, they just, they they don't get any of the same treatment as the female models. Really good-looking women become supermodels. And everybody knows them and they get super rich. Can you name a famous male model? The only one I could think of is Fabio. Remember him back in the I don't know if Fabio's still alive. Fabio was on the cover of like every romance novel. Do you remember that? I can't even name a single male cast member of the like supermodel industry. Can you name one? Seems like really pretty straightforward discrimination to me. Why aren't male models paid the same as female models? They do the same job. They wear fancy clothes and they walk down a runway. They pose for magazines. Why are men being discriminated against in the modeling industry? Oh, oh, there's way more interest and demand for really good-looking female models. Oh, so they make more money. Oh, it's interesting how that works. Basic economics. Sonny Hostin doesn't understand basic economics. Brittany Griner is wildly overpaid in the WNBA. You know what's sad? I was talking about how woke the advertising industry is. How long is it going to take till Brittany Griner gets multi-million dollar marketing deals? Not based on her talent, but because she was imprisoned in Russia. From a money-making perspective, Brittany Griner is going to have every woke company falling all over itself to give her money car companies same people who want to advertise on this show so we like America too much remember Brittany Griner said hey can we stop playing the national anthem before WNBA games Biden administration got her out instead of a Marine think about that for a minute she asked the WNBA to stop playing the national anthem before games And then she gets arrested overseas for committing a crime. Everybody seems to forget. You may not think it's that significant of a crime, but I would argue, hey, traveling with any kind of drug overseas, really not very smart. So she committed a crime in Russia in a time, by the way, when Russia and the United States were going and still are, but maybe the decision to even go to Russia in the first place, not very smart in February, if you're watching the news at all. Hey, Russia's about to invade Ukraine. Potential war starting in Europe. Maybe sit out this season to go play basketball in, in, in Russia. Just tossing it out there as a possibility. So she breaks the law. She argues that we shouldn't play the national anthem before games. And then Joe Biden gives the merchant of death to get her back and turns his back on a former Marine who's been in jail for far, far longer and now the russians are legitimately going on all over their country and they are ridiculing the united states. and as i mentioned yesterday the merchant of death i you know as nicknames go just tossing it out there as nicknames go i wouldn't want to be spending a lot of time with the merchant of death, right? you were like, "hey, bringing a new guy you got a daughter she's like yeah he's got a little bit of a bad reputation you know it's Thanksgiving it's Christmas I've got a new boyfriend there's some negative stuff out there about him on the internet mom dad just want to let you know in advance okay well what do we need to know well they call him the merchant of death I'll be like "I, I don't think he gets to come to Thanksgiving Joe Biden just sent him back to Russia to be the merchant of more death While claiming, this is amazing, the same day he went to a memorial for victims of gun violence, he released from American prisons one of the greatest purveyors of gun violence in our lives. And Russia can't arm its troops in Ukraine right now. They are using way old Materials there, right? Like tanks from the 1940s. They've been getting wrecked a lot of their war material. Do you think Vladimir Putin might like to have one of the foremost arms dealers in the world back wheeling and dealing in Russia to help continue the war against Ukraine? I'm just going to toss it out there. Seems like kind of a big deal. So, in addition to turning his back on a Marine, which sadly has become one of Joe Biden's calling cards as president, because you saw what happened in Afghanistan. Joe Biden also put out onto the streets one of the foremost dealers in illegal arms while claiming to be against gun violence, and while claiming to be supportive fully of Ukraine, allowed Russia to have one of the greatest assets it could to prolong its war against Ukraine. And in exchange, we got a WNBA player who demanded that they stop playing the National Anthem before WNBA games. As trades go, this may be the worst trade in American political history. Sorry, Houston fans. Even Bill O'Brien, former Houston Texans coach, was like, this is a bad deal. I'm making that up. He didn't actually say it, but he is the worst trader of all time. T-R-A-D-E-R. Not a trader. That's Joe Biden who's been a traitor to Marines now for much of his tenure in office and a traitor to basic ideals that this country stands upon. And now an awful traitor as well in terms of what he gave up to get back Brittany Griner. It's the identity politics, full fruition of the Democrat party. Brittany Griner is back because she's gay and black and a woman. If she had not been those three things, she had just been a white former Marine, she'd still be in prison. How do we know? Look at what happened to Paul Whalen. Biden made a choice, just like he did in the Supreme Court. All that matters to the Biden White House is identity politics. Talent doesn't matter. It's all box-checking absurdity, and it just keeps happening, and it just keeps getting worse. And I don't think it's a coincidence that this happened, Two days after the runoff in Georgia and a month after the midterm elections because Biden knew how politically unpopular it was going to be with the general public, but he didn't care because all he cares about is his identity politics laden base. That's the simple truth. We'll finish with your calls. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us. I hope you're having fantastic Fridays. Thank you for being patriots and thank you for being sane in an insane world. But I've got to tell you as we roll into the final segment here do you know where I spend a lot of my time sitting as I'm writing this new book when I finish I'm going to go do my outkick show and then I'm going to sit down at my desk in my ex-chair and I'm going to work on the draft for my new book and when you're sitting in a chair as many of you know in a home office whether that chair is comfortable makes a huge difference in your productivity how much time can you spend actually producing work Well, the chair matters a great deal. And my ex chair is phenomenal. You can save an absolute bundle right now. How many of you are right now having to make decisions? It's hard to shop for some people, right? Grandpa, dad, maybe it's your grandma, maybe it's your mom. There's always people out there who never can quite get the right gift. Well, they have home offices. Have they added a new home office in the wake of COVID? Do they need to be more comfortable and productive at work, just about everybody does, think about getting an X-chair for them. Go check it out right now. Xchairclay.com, you can save an extra 10% off until December 13th. That's next Tuesday. Xchairclay.com, get hooked up. That's the letter X, chair, clay, C-L-A-Y.com. Xchairclay.com, save an extra 10% only, however, Until December 13th, that's xchairclay.com. 10% off on your orders, xchairclay.com.
1: More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
0: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth
1: of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael